Welcome to Precepts of Faith. Uh, this is Conrad DeFries. Um, Romans 10, 17, it says, So then faith cometh by hearing, <clears throat> and hearing, <clears throat> and hearing by the Word of God. Um, the title of our Bible lesson in this, at this time is The Prayer of Faith, um, or The Prayer of Petition. <clears throat> this prayer um, is... This prayer of faith um, is primarily by an individual. This is your individual prayer where you are receiving the promises of God, the benefits of the covenant, um, things that God has promised in the word of God. Um, there are some unusual occasions, and I'm not going to go into those, where the prayer of faith can be used by someone for someone else, but primarily... The prayer of faith is how you receive your needs met, how you read the, read the Word of God, hear the Word of God. He, he gave you this promise and this promise and this benefit. And bless the Lord, O oh my soul, forget not all his benefits. And, you know, exceeding great and precious promises that we can be partakers of his divine nature. Many, many places in the New Testament where God has promised uh, things that you can make yourself, um, that you can avail yourself of. Um, and in this prayer, whether your prayer um, is heard and answered, um, we will see is more up to you um, than it is up to God. And the reason for this is um, that God has already given you um, the means whereby you can pray and know that you will get and that you will be heard and that you will get answers to your prayers so it's very important to learn to pray in line with the word of god some people just say, well, this is what I believe. I just believe God's this kind of a God. I just believe he's a God of love, and he'll do this, and he'll do that. And, uh, you know, sometimes you just go round and around with that type of thinking. The best way to think and to pray is to pray in line with um, the Word of God. In John chapter 15 and verse 7, he says, If ye abide in me, and my words abide in you, you shall ask what you will, and it shall be done unto you. Notice here five times it's talking about you. It's about you. If you abide in me and my words abide in you, then ye or you will ask what you will, and it shall be done unto you you it's really up to you more than god that to, to make sure that your prayers are heard and to get an answer to those prayers in first john five fourteen and 15 and this is the confidence that we have in him that if we ask anything according to his will and his word is his will if we ask anything according to his according to his will um, uh, that he that he heareth us and uh, we know that if he hear us um, 
that we have the petitions that we desired of him. The will of God is the word of God. I'm finding more and more in my walk with the Lord, the more I don't just use my ideas and my thinking, the more I go exactly by the word of God. The more I take the word exactly, not not just what I think about it, um, but just go exactly with what the Word of God says. Um, I want to give you some um, uh, principles um, to go by, and if you will follow these principles um, strictly and follow them in order, they will assure you um, that your prayers will be heard um, and that you will get answers to your prayers. The first thing you want to do is lay a really solid foundation of Scripture upon which you will base your prayer. Find the promises or find the Scriptures that that definitely promise you the thing or things that you are praying for. Don't just start praying, God, you know what I need in this and that and so on. Find scripture that gives you solid foundation for what you are desiring or for what you are going to pray for. Take those scriptures and get them firmly planted in your mind, but not only in your mind, but in your heart, because it's only heart faith that receives the promises of God and get them firmly planted in your heart and, of course, renew your mind with those scriptures, going over them and over them and over them. If you have time, it's a good thing to go over them day after day after day. Get them firmly planted. Get to where you not only have them in your mind, but you believe them unwaveringly with your heart. And it, it will require meditating the Word of God meditating and focusing right upon God's Word because the devil will come to try to get you off of the Word of God, to get you to doubt, to go by some kind of a feeling or an impression or something of that nature. So you want to start out by laying the foundation and get them firmly fixed and firmly planted in your mind, and especially in your heart. You can receive blessings from God with doubt in your head, but faith in your heart. And everyone, you say, well, I don't know about that. Well, everyone can have some, has some doubt sometimes coming to their natural minds, but it's with faith heart, heart believe, believing from your heart, that you get answers to prayer. Joshua 1.8, This book of the law shall not depart out of thy mouth, but thou shalt meditate therein 
The word meditate means to mutter in a, sl in a low tone of voice. You could call it self-talk, to meditate the Word of God. You can do your job. You can travel. You can carry on conversation. You can do all your errands. You can do the business you need to do. And still, our mind is so designed that you can meditate the Word of God. <clears throat> he said, This book of the law shall not depart out of thy mouth, but thou shalt meditate. This is a huge key to victory is meditating, 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 self-talking, self-talking, going over and over. Many people know, get to where they know the Word of God. They've heard the Word of God. Um, they've been over it. They, they can tell you where it's located, give you the location, all of these things. Um, but it hasn't been meditated on enough um, to get down into their spirit um, to the point that they stagger not um, at the promise of God. But meditate there in day and night. Um, not that somebody else, um, but that thou um, mayest observe to do according to all that's written therein. Then thou shalt make thy way prosperous, um, and thou shalt have good success. Um, Psalms chapter 1, verses 2 and 3. <clears throat> but his delight is in the law of the Lord, and in his law doth he meditate, um, there's the word meditate again, Me there is a way to victory. There is a way to victory. People say, well, there's just not, not, nothing I can do. The Bible says, God will with every test um, make a way of escape. You've just got to find that way of escape um, that God will bring you through to victory. <clears throat> and he shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water that brings forth fruit in his season. His leaf shall not wither, and whatsoever he doeth shall, shall prosper. The next step you've got to do once you get all of this planted and meditated and get it a firm foundation is um, to be ready um, to use these scriptures um, in the word of God um, against the devil and demons um, that will attack you to get you to doubt um, or to waver or to rob you of what God has promised. Once you've done that, the next step is to ask God um, for the thing or things um, that you are believing um, him for. <clears throat> and when you do that... Uh, now, God already knows what you need before you ask, but you have not because you ask not. Then you're ready to ask God for the things that you are desiring and praying for. And when you ask God for those things, from that moment on, you believe that you have received it. In the book of James, chapter 1, beginning with verse 8, he says, <clears throat> But let him ask in faith um, nothing wavering. Get it so down in your mind and heart um, that you stagger not at the promise. Um, let him ask in faith nothing wavering. <clears throat> For he that wavereth uh, is like a wave of the sea tossed and driven with the wind. Uh, let not that man or woman 
think that he or she shall receive anything from the Lord. It's so important to get the Word of God firmly fixed in your heart and mind. Verse 8, a double-minded man is unstable in all of his ways. A very key verse in the prayer of faith is Mark 11:24. Therefore, I say unto you, what things soever ye desire, when you pray, when do you believe you receive? When you pray, believe that you receive them, and you shall have them. I want to look at that and read it in the Weymouth translation. I really like this in this verse, Mark 11:24. That is why I tell you... <clears throat> Whatever you pray and ask for, if you believe that you have received it, it shall be yours. It is important to come to the place you're so convinced of the Word of God that when you pray, you believe that you receive it. That is why you don't need to pray that prayer again. To pray it again would make it a prayer of unbelief. Many people have lost the victory because they've prayed, they believe they received, and then some feeling or some vision or dream or impression or imagination or what somebody says, or something has got them to thinking and become double-minded. But once you pray this prayer, then you do not want to allow any feelings, there we go, any feelings, impressions, imaginations, dreams, visions, and I could go on and say even prophecies. Um, I have had God say things to me, and I took hold of it, and I received it. Um, and I have traveled and went into places um, and even re- even get prophecies that contradicted it. Um, and I have went out of those places and told my wife immediately, I tell you, I don't receive that. I don't allow it. I don't accept it. That is not what I think is God's will for me. I believe I have heard from him. I believe this is what he's saying to me, and not even someone's prophecy or dream or vision or or thinking or feelings or any of these things. You've got to make up your mind that the word of God is true and that you have taken hold of it And when you pray, you believe that you receive what you have asked. In Matthew chapter 21 and verse 22, and all things, how many things? And all things whatsoever ye shall ask in prayer, believing when you pray, believing ye shall receive. It is more up to you that your prayers are heard and answered than it is up to God because he has already 
provided everything that you need for to get answers to these prayers. You know, Jesus, in the book of John, chapter 20, verse 29, he told Thomas, he said, you believe because you have seen. He said, more blessed are those that have not seen and yet believe. It's believing comes before seeing. You've got to believe that you have it by faith before you see it. In Joshua chapter 6 and verse 2, God told Joshua, see, see with the eye of faith, that is. They never had crossed Jordan there. See, I have, past tense, given you Jericho into thy hands with the king thereof and the mighty men thereof. He said, Joshua, see, see with the eye of faith. See that I have, past tense, given Jericho, the king and the mighty men. I have already given it to you. My word is to you. So what he had to do then was cross the Jordan, begin to march around Jericho seven days and seven times on the seventh day and get the people to do what? Don't say a word. You see this big wall. You see this barrier. You see this thick wall that people can even live in and have houses in. Uh, don't, don't, Don't talk. Don't say anything. Just do what I tell you. I have past tense given you Jericho. Um, and on the seventh day, you're to do one thing. When the priests blow the trumpets, you are to shout the shout of victory. And they shouted their, their, what they believed first. <clears throat> you begin to praise God from the time you pray based on the Scripture and you begin to thank him, you don't keep asking him again and again because those are only prayers of unbelief, um, and you will lose the victory that way. If you're, if you're not sure you did it in faith, do it again, pray the prayer of faith, um, stand on the promises of God, and then begin to thank him. Begin to praise him. <clears throat> Begin to give him thanks. Begin to see yourself. See yourself through the eye of faith with what you have asked him. See yourself to having it. You don't have it in the natural. You don't have it in feelings. See yourself with it because he said you have it. Just like he told Abram, he said, I'm changing your name to Abraham. You are, I say, you are the father of a multitude. I say you are. So he changed his name, and what a huge step of faith. Sarah is not with child at that time. There is, he is not the father of a multitude, but he told everybody, my name now is Abraham. I am, not I'm going to be. I will be, I'm hoping to be, I'm praying to be. No, I am. I'm getting in agreement with what God's Word says. You've got to take the Word of God, get it firmly 
fixed in your mind and in your heart and to where no dream, no vision, no person, no imagination, no feeling, no circumstance, um, anything that changes around you, you hold fast to the Word of God. That is the thing that brought the victory and the promise to Abraham. In the book of Romans, chapter 4 and verse 17, he talks about things that are in the Amplified especially, the classic Amplified Bible. Uh, he calls those things that have been promised and foretold that do not exist um, as if they already exist. Um, he calls those things that be not. Uh, he speaks of things um, that are not as though they already exist. Um, but you will not have a problem doing that once you've gotten the Word of God, the promise of God firmly fixed in your mind and in your heart. And then Abraham came to the place, verse 21, being fully persuaded that what God had what? What he had promised that he was able to perform. In other words, he was totally convinced even to the point that when Isaac grew up as a young lad um, and God tested his faith, um, he said, offer thy son, he said, thine only son, Isaac. And he said, I and the lad will go and return. In other words, he staggered not at that promise, um, but counted God faithful that if he had to raise him from the dead, he would. We don't have time in this lesson, but that step of faith, ready to offer Isaac, raise the knife to give his son, standing, staggering not at the promise of God, that was a huge part in the Abrahamic covenant that made God able through the Abrahamic covenant to work upon the earth as he is today. So you must discipline yourself. Become a doer of the Word of God. You've got to come to the place you take Philippians 4, 6, and you fret not. You're careful for nothing. But in every circumstance and in every situation, you take it to God in prayer, and the peace of God rules in your heart. In verse 8, then you think on things that are lovely, pure, good report. You have to bring your thoughts into captivity. Second Corinthians chapter 10, verses 3 through 5. <clears throat> he says, casting down imaginations and every high thing exalts itself against the knowledge of God and bringing into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ. You've got to be a doer, a doer. Many people's problems, many believers' problems would be solved um, if they would just be a doer of the Word. If they would obey the Word and cast their cares, releasing the weight of them upon the Lord. The cares are still there, but quit carrying it as though it's all depending on you. 
cast the weight of it, the care upon the Lord. <clears throat> be a doer. Be a doer of the word. Cease to fret. Cease to complain. Cease to murmur. Cease to do these things. He says, do all things without murmuring or disputing. <clears throat> In other words, being a doer of the word will solve, like we said, being a doer of the word will solve most people's problems. If they would just do like we've already read in John 15 and 7. If you abide in me, that you're born again. In my words, in my words abide. They stay in you. In my words abide in you. Then you can ask what you will. The word ask there in John 15 and 7, it is not a prayer, but if you look it up in... Um, Strong's Concordance, or especially in Vine's Expository Dictionary of New Testament Words, you will find it means to demand. You are demanding the circumstance, the situation, the enemy to turn things loose. You shall ask, you shall demand what is rightfully yours, what God has promised you, what's in the covenant. <clears throat> You're born again. You've received an inheritance, and the blessing is upon you. It's something that you're not trying to get. It's something that, that belongs to you. In, John, in Psalms 119 and verse 130, the entrance of thy word giveth light. It giveth understanding to the simple. You get in the Word of God, and it opens up His plan. It opens up His will. You've got to be fully persuaded that the Word of God is the Word of God, that He is speaking to you. <clears throat> and particularly, there are many wonderful things, applicable and so forth. We won't get into it in the Old Testament. <clears throat> but you know, Scriptures like, I will look unto the hills from which cometh my help. That was wonderful in the Old Testament, but we don't look to the hills today for our help. Um, he says, greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. He said, the Holy Spirit, he will come upon you and he will be in you. He said, and I, they will be my people and I will walk in them. We don't have to look to the hills now. We have the Holy Spirit, the third person of the Godhead, actually living and abiding on the inside of us. <clears throat> we were looking outside for him. We were looking into heaven. We were looking to God until we received But now that we have received him, he has come and the mystery that's been hid from ages past uh, is Christ in you, the hope of glory. Well, praise God. Um, we're going to stop right there for this lesson. Um, there's, it, it's a huge lesson. There's much more to be learned, but we've just covered the high points here. And remember in Mark 9 and 23, all things um, are possible to them that believe. Um,